You're listening to For the Record with Tess Hurd. I'm Tess Hurd, and this is For the Record. another episode of For the Record with Tess Heard. I'm Tess Heard, and this is For the Record. I hope that everyone has had a great week and that you are having an awesome Friday or whatever day you're listening to this on. For the first time in probably around a month, I am not sick and I can actually see, at least out of one eye. So I'm having a really good week. We did end up having to take our biggest fur baby Merlin to the vet. He was sick, but he's doing a lot better now. And so I'm really happy about that. I have no complaints. So last Friday, I was sitting on the couch trying to figure out what case I was going to cover. And, you know, there's a lot of true crime cases. There's a lot of stories that you can cover, but it seems like everybody is covering everything right now. And I don't want to cover the same thing as everybody else. It makes me feel like I'm just, you know, ripping off of other people. And I don't know. I just... I really just want to be able to do my own thing and share stories that haven't either haven't been heard or that have been maybe forgotten about or haven't had as much spotlight on or just cases that I am really, really, really um, opinionated about, like the step monster and Gypsy Rose Blanchard. You know, those were cases that everybody knows, but I had a lot of opinions about. Other cases, like Jansen Brewer and Rose Goggins, you know, those happened in my hometown, or around my hometown, and I really want to just bring light to those cases and those situations so that People will know more about it. There are some cases that I've covered that were, like, happening and really popular and everything. You know, like the McFadden Massacre. Um, It seems like everybody has covered it as time has gone on. So, trying to find something that hasn't been done before really isn't easy. And, you know, I know that a lot of true crime people want to cover, like, what's happening now. And I think that's fine. And I enjoy listening to things about what's going on now, just like with this whole Carly Russell case. 
that's something that I am eventually going to cover, but it's not something that I want to cover right now. So, all of that to say, my husband sent me a text while he was at work last Friday and was like, my co-worker just told me about this case and maybe you should look into it. And seeing as how I wasn't planning or I didn't have anything yet to look into, I was like, oh, okay. And really, I wasn't expecting to find very much because I'd never heard of it, which I haven't heard of a lot of these cases. But once I started to dig into this one, I was like, oh my gosh, I have got to cover this one. It's crazy. And so I want to give a major shout out to Mr. Dale Dawson for suggesting this case. Dale, I hope you enjoy it. And yeah, let's dig in. 2021. We just come out of the year that shall not be named. Life was slowly beginning to look more and more normal. People were going back to work, places were opening back up, and life was finally moving forward. It also meant that more and more crime was beginning to happen. Now, I don't think that crime came to a stop by any means, but I think that as the world began to open back up, it caused a lot of people to just go a little bit crazy. And I'm not trying to justify it, but I'm really not surprised if there statistically was an uptick in crime as we went into 2021 and through the year. And I mean, even still, I think maybe some people are kind of relishing in that. So I think that this was probably expected somewhat by law enforcement, but I don't think that the general population was expecting it. For the everyday person, they were probably just trying to readjust to normal again. But unfortunately, normal was not what was on the roster for the people of Mantua, New Jersey. A night that should have been like every other night was the night that 49-year-old Charles Sharp III would tragically lose his life. Charles Sharp III was born in San Diego, California on April 30th, 1972 to Charles Sharp Jr. and Kathy Sharp. Charles, better known to his friends and family as Chuck, was one of four siblings. Now, I don't know where he was at in the sibling lineup. I don't know if he was the oldest or the youngest or one of the middle, but I know that he was one of four. And I couldn't find out how old he was, but in his obituary, which will be linked in the show notes, said that their family moved from San Diego, California to Mantua, New Jersey, and that's where Chuck grew up. 
He graduated from Clearview Regional High School in 1991, and after graduating from high school, Chuck enlisted in the United States Air Force, where he served for 21 years in the 177th Fighter Wing. My husband and I had a little bit of back and forth between mentioning the 177th Fighter Wing, but I thought that it needed to be said since it was mentioned in like every article that I read about Chuck. Now, from what my husband was able to find out, the 177th Fighter Wing is New Jersey's like Air Force National Guard or Air Guard, but his obituary and all of the other articles that I read specifically stated that Chuck was in the United States Air Force. So if anybody can clarify that, it would be much appreciated. Those who knew Chuck could tell story upon story about his life and what he was like. According to his obituary, Chuck was an exceptionally talented carpenter. He could make anything and everything. He had previously worked at Miller & Sons, which was a trash removal company. He loved reading, fishing, and anything to do with animals. I mean, he had a pet snapping turtle named Henry. Like, I don't care who you are. If you have a pet snapping turtle, you are my new favorite person. Chuck was also the father of one son whose name is Jack. And while we don't know the whole story of Chuck's life, we do know that friends and family say that he was the kindest man that they knew and that he would literally give you the shirt off his back if you needed it. There's not really a delicate way to segue into what happened to Chuck, so I guess we're just going to jump right into it. September 14th, 2021. It was around 1.30 a.m., and Chuck was awoken to the sound of people outside of his Mantua, New Jersey home. He looked outside and saw several people, one of which had a gun pilfering through his vehicle and his storage shed. Before calling 911, Chuck tried to scare off the intruders by shooting off some fireworks. I don't know whether or not he shot them off from his window or actually went outside to do it, but regardless, he did it and it was to no avail. The perpetrators were not deterred. After this didn't work, Chuck called 911. Thinking that the police would come and help him, Chuck really had no reason to believe he was really in much danger. Within five minutes, police were arriving to the scene. Chuck was still on the phone with the 911 dispatcher when the police pulled up. While most people who call 911 are relieved to see the flashing red and blue lights, Chuck's relief would quickly turn into sheer terror. Not even five seconds after arriving at Chuck's home, gunshots were fired. But the target wasn't the intruders. 
Officer Salvatore Oldrati had aimed and fired his gun straight at Chuck. Six bullets were shot with no warning, no chance to identify himself or even speak. Oldrati didn't tell Chuck to drop his weapon, which, side note, was a replica of 45 caliber handgun, not an actual working weapon. He didn't say anything to Chuck at all. He simply saw him and let a storm of bullets unleash on him. After the initial six shots, Old Roddy proceeded to fire his gun seven more times, totaling up to 13 bullets. Chuck took a direct hit, and while Old Roddy and the fellow officer at the scene tried administering life-saving measures, Chuck tragically died around 1.44 a.m. All of this can be heard on the 911 call, which I'm going to insert here. But before I play through the 911 call, please be advised that you hear everything. So if you're sensitive or just want to skip it, fast forward about five minutes starting now. Nine one one, where's your emergency? Uh, two intruders in the back of my uh, yard. What town's it in? Mantua. Mantua. Are you, are you off Elm Avenue? Yeah, one of them had a gun for short. Okay. And so, your phone um, number's um. Yeah. I, I How many were there? A firecracker with to get to get them to go, but they, they keep coming back, like looking through the fence. Okay, hold on for the police. I'm going to transfer you. Police communications. 91 transfer on Elm Avenue in Mantua. Phone number is. <laughs> Caller reported intruders on the property, and he believes one of them had a gun. Hello? One of them definitely had a gun. I saw him. What's your address? 257 Elm. 57 Elm Avenue? 257. 257? Yeah. I mean, I, I came out and I, I lit off a quarter stick to scare them away, but they came back. Okay. How many people were there? Uh, two. They're, they're, um, You're on Elm, not West Elm, right? No, I'm on Elm. Okay. How many were there? You said two? Two. That I saw, and then uh, as I came back, there was a woman. And that's you got a description of the individuals? Um, I'm going to say the one guy, he looked like to me maybe in his mid-60s. Yeah, white males, long, black males, Hispanic males. White, white, long, like, um, thinning hair. The other guy was a black guy. So one white male, one black male? Yeah, and the other girl, I really couldn't get a look. She was behind the fence. What were they doing? Well, when I, I looked out my window, uh... The one guy was in my shed, getting my shed door open, and then uh, um, I came around to go outside to confront him, and there was a guy fucking in my truck. 
trying to get it open. Okay, hang on one second. Or where are they at now? It almost looks like somebody's in my truck. Okay. Mantua Cars County. 257 Elm Avenue. 257 Elm Avenue. 9 one phone call. Cars advising two subjects on this property. One male was trying to get into a shed. One male possibly in his truck now. He yeah, advised that one I'm may have been in I'm here ready to go in the house, dude. I don't know if these guys... I mean, I have something my grandfather passed down to me. I don't know how legal it is. In a will. And what's your name? Uh, Charles Sharp. Charles Sharp? Yeah. Phone number? There you go. Did you see the weapon? Uh, I mean, it was it was silver. The moonlight came off of it, and I I knew it was I I don't know what type it was, but it was a handgun. Okay. Did you see it though? Yes, sir. Caller said he tried to make contact with the individuals and saw the handgun. So then I I went back in the house. I like I said, my grandfather willed me a 45. I don't know what what I'm allowed to do or do without that. So I just I threw a couple quarter sticks at him. Maybe that's not the professional thing to do, but. Are you talking with my officers? Sir. Copy. Hi, copy. I'm going to start a bill. So, like I said, you can hear everything in that 911 call. You hear the commotion in the background. You hear the gunshots fired. You hear Chuck fall to the ground. You can hear him moaning in the background. You hear more gunshots fired. You hear the 911 dispatcher asking, are you talking to the officer, sir? And nothing. And it's just, it's crazy. Like, I know that there are bad cops out there. I'm not oblivious to that. And I've said this before. I know that there are. And, you know, there's probably more bad cops out there than I realize. You know, I'm not trying to be naive about it. But this officer 
he... I think that he was just trigger happy. I think that he just wanted to shoot. He didn't care. In one article that I read, it said that that same day, an officer overheard him on the radio saying that he was going to shoot and kill a dog that was on a call that, that, that he was going to. And it's just like, that's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. And this wasn't the first time that Old Roddy had mentioned things about, you know, maybe being a little trigger happy or wanting to shoot. And, you know, he had a little bit of a history with being a little bit aggressive. But as far as I know, this was the first time that he was actually, you know, aggressive and actually, like, deadly. The mother of Chuck's son filed a wrongful death suit against Officer Olderati and the Mantua Township. In the suit, it is stated... This is a quote that Old Roddy had a history of prematurely drawing his service weapon. It also says, quote, The suit contends Old Roddy, hours before killing Sharp in two bursts of gunfire, was overheard on the police radio threatening to shoot a barking dog. The fellow officer that was there, whose name I have not been able to find, didn't even have time to say, you know, to Chuck or Old Roddy, you know, drop your weapon or drop your gun. They didn't have time to look and, like, really get an idea of what the situation was. Now, whenever they both got there, the fellow officer did say to Old Roddy, you know, hey, he's got a gun, talking about Chuck. And that's whenever Old Roddy began to fire. But there was no justification for him firing the gun. Because as body cam footage has shown, despite... Bite, both officers saying that Chuck had raised the gun and was pointing it at them, he did not do that. And there was no time for him to do that. I mean, five seconds from the time that Old Roddy got out of his car, Chuck was shot and was laying on the ground. It's also said that the officers, while Chuck was laying on the ground, moaning, in pain, bleeding out, that the officers tried to tell him not to reach for his gun. Like, what was he gonna do? Well, how, how, how was he going to shoot them 
one, because according to everything I've seen, it was a replica gun, and two, he was literally bleeding out. He had been shot at this point at least six times. How is he supposed to reach for his gun and shoot him? I've never been shot, and I pray to God that I am not ever shot, but I would imagine that the kind of pain that you're in when you've been shot once, let alone six times, would be pretty incapacitating. Is that the right word? Incapacitated? Incapacitating? So what were these officers thinking? Honestly, there are so many more things that could be mentioned about Old Roddy, but it would take forever to do so. So I've linked all of the articles that I've read, and a lot of them have a ton of information. Like, aside from a really good history of Chuck's life and the basics of, like, how long Old Roddy had been on the police force, the information about this case is unreal. Following this incident, Old Roddy was placed on administrative leave from the police force. I do believe that it was without pay, and he has not been released to come back yet. And as of May 23rd, 2023, a grand jury has indicted Old Roddy on the charges of manslaughter. So this is something that I think we are going to hear more about. It is a, you know, potential court case. If he is found guilty, then he will only serve 10 years for manslaughter. Why this is manslaughter and not, you know, first degree murder, I don't know. I still haven't quite figured out the difference between, you know, first degree, second degree, manslaughter. I, I, I really don't know. But that is what we know as of right now. And of course, if more information becomes available, especially in regards to, you know, court hearings and everything like that, then you know that I'm going to update you guys about it. So that is the case of Charles Sharp III. And it's really sad. It's really, really tragic that someone who is talked about so highly and who is obviously loved by his friends and family, I mean, even the mother of his child, which I don't know if they were ever married or not, but regardless, the mother of his child is the one who filed the wrongful death suit. So he had to have been at least a decent human being. And the fact 
that the people who were supposed to be there to help him and protect him are the ones that took his life. That's just messed up. That's, that's ridiculously messed up. But that's all that I have for this week. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. If you haven't subscribed already, please do so. If you're listening on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and also click that subscribe button. If you are listening on Spotify or Apple, please leave me a five-star review because you know that really helps your girl out. Until next week, the record will so reflect. <laughs>